The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. I can't even have any joint meeting here again. I promise you, it will not happen. But if you see me here, I just came to address you. That's it. We cannot. It's not possible. Coming back here to have joint meeting is like going back. I don't know if you agree with me. Mm -mm. If you came or if you come, you will not see me. You'll be by yourself. Okay, let's get into the world today. God says there is help for somebody's. Where's that, where's that fellow that God has help for? Can you shout and say, there is help for me? Scream and say, there is help for me. I said, there is help for me. There is help for me. Psalm 46. Psalm 46. There is help for me. Psalm 46. There is help for me. There is help for me. There is help for me. He said, God is a refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. Now, I don't know where you went to school, but where I went to school, there's something that is taken at the beginning of every class. It's called attendance. And they call people's name. And if you are there, what do you say? I've got news for you. Every time, it seems you are in a fix. When it comes to the turn of God, and they call, they call his name. Guess what? It's always there. So God does not vacate from you when you get into trouble. I know some of you have had experiences of friends that disappear. I was talking to somebody recently and he said something. Our husband had stroke. And he said, the moment I mean, that thing happened, said, all, literally, all his siblings stayed away from him. Because they believed, ignorance is a terrible thing, though, that if somebody has stroke and you come close to it, you might catch it too. You know, it broke my heart. I'm saying, his siblings stayed away from him, say yes. Because they don't want to catch it too. And their friends like that. You just notice that they change their gear when you are going through stuff. I'm not sure if you've seen friends like that. I'm like, ah, ah, this person is always around. But what happened? Ah, I'm very, very busy. You know the way it is in the country. There's so many things going on. <laughs> they disappear. Just because of your trouble. But I've got news for you. God shows up. He shows up when you are in trouble. Lift up your two hands one more time and shout, There is help for me. 
Now, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14. There is help for me. Somebody's going to be so helped in this season. Oh, I said somebody's going to be so helped in this season. Maybe you didn't hear very well. I said somebody's going to be so helped in this season. I'm not saying it because that's the way preacher talks. I'm saying it because God told me. I said somebody's going to be so helped in this season. I said somebody's going to be so helped in this season. I said somebody's going to be so helped in this season. I said somebody is going to be so helped in this season. Matthew 14. If you look at verse 21, you will see that uh, Jesus had just fed 5,000 men. Besides women and children. And if you read the earlier verses, you realize that he first of all healed them. And it was really a very difficult time for Jesus. Because his cousin had just been beheaded. John had just been killed in a very brutal way. In fact, the Bible says he withdrew himself. But the multitudes came around. And when he saw their needs, he forgot about his own emotion. And the Bible says he had compassion on them. And the next thing, he healed them all. This morning, if you have issues on your body, I declare there will be a manifestation of God's healing power your physical body. So heal them all. That was wonderful, right? And the next thing, the disciples came to him and said, Sir, now you have done your healing thing. I think it's high time you send them away. Because this is a deserted place and there's no food for them. And Jesus said, give them something to eat. And they were looking around. How? Oga, How? Where are we going to get the food? That's how somebody's thinking literally. And you know the problem or the reason for such thinking pattern is because of a limitation in your mind. Your mind is stuck here that you can't see beyond here. They looked around in the car. All we've got is a boy with five loaves and two fishes. And you're saying, feed them. How? How can we feed them from five loaves and two fishes? Somebody's looking at his account and he's getting depressed. My kids are about to leave secondary school. How am I going to be able to send them to the best school? And you look at your country. Say, God, what did I even do to you? Of all the countries in this world, this one. Uh-uh. And if you feel that way, I don't blame you. In spite of the fact that I don't live in this country, I still carry the pain of this country. I found myself weeping like a baby during the NSAS protests. I'm like, how, 
how did we end up with this kind of I'm not afraid of anybody. Buffons, you know, as leaders, these people, these animals. I'm serious. Leadership without empathy. Especially after the speechless speech of the man that calls himself our president. I realize a lot of people call, start, stop calling him their president after that time. Is it? He's their president. This one cannot be my president. How many of you feel like that? People are in pain. Would you have funny? It didn't do any. Abi, you have a mental problem. You come around and you are talking to you are talking as if you are talking to trees. We take measure. Which measure? You are the measure that needs to be taken. Careful. Especially when you are talking about a nation that is full of resources. The human resources alone in this nation is an asset. A couple of years ago, not too long ago, maybe two, three years ago, it should be two, three years, if I remember quite well, the third largest hospital in the United States is in Chicago, Cook County. They have 12 departments, 12 major departments. And five of those departments, as of two, three years ago, were headed by Nigeria. Do your maths. Over 50% of the registered nurses in the hospitals were Nigerians, as of two, three years ago. Because I have people there. They gave me all the statistics. I like. The second largest airport in England is owned by a Nigerian. In the, in the present cabinet, the, the existing cabinet of, of Biden right now, there are 13 Nigerians. can you say such a nation is not blessed? Let's even forget about oil. Because I believe oil is part of what created our problem. Because it became a distraction. If there's anything oil brought into our nation more than any other thing, it brought corruption. Anybody agree with me? So don't let us even talk about oil. You look everywhere, you see abundance of resources. Amazing Gifted people, resourceful people. I've never found any group of people in the world that are so resi resilient as Nigerians. You push them, you push them. They, keep, they still keep on pushing back. My prayer is that we will not get to a breaking point. So I understand why in the natural, somebody will feel 
that sense of despair, hopelessness. What else? There was a time on my Naira nearly felt like a like a a waste. Can you imagine you brought Naira in at 160 and you watch it go to 380? No, you know that was the beginning. Now we are knocking at 500. It's depressing. I won't lie to you. Naturally speaking, it's what? Depressing, very depressing. Can you imagine you bought a property where it was 180 and now it's 480? Do you know what it means? Your property has literally depreciated by what? 300%. And then someone falls to say, ah, that's appreciated. It was for 5 million. Now it's 55 million. Do your maths very well. Beyond our local currency. I mean, that is the state of the nation. And so, there's, there's no way you, your focus will be in the natural that you will not be down. It's so easy to be depressed in Nigeria. You don't even need to do anything to be depressed. Anybody in agreement with me? Like somebody was talking to me and said, Ah, I don't even watch news in Nigeria again. Is it because... Watching Nigerian news will give you high blood pressure and depress your heart. So you say, I just don't want to watch it. So when you look around in the natural and you try to look for some beam of hope, you, you find none. <laughs> I was talking to one of the commissioners who was like a son to me. He said, nobody, thought, nobody should even mention lockdown again. Lock what down? He said, if you lock us down, what will you give us? He said, leave us as we are. The guy was lit. I'm talking about a commissioner. And I was thinking, if a commissioner is this frustrated, what about the Nari people? He said, please, lock, no, please don't lock us down. Which, which lockdown? The one they did last year. <laughs> Who did it benefit? <laughs> so I don't blame the people that call the lockdown a scam. I don't blame them. <laughs> and someone says, say, after all, malaria still keep more people than COVID last year. So what's the point? <laughs> say, please don't even, don't even talk about lockdown. Please, <laughs> if anybody try lockdown, a commissioner was talking like that. Say lockdown. <laughs> Nobody should even bring any the lockdown. So they will see the template in, in the Western world and they will not they want to impose it on us. Now, the question is, are, are you doing what the people in the Western world, are you doing it for your people? The people that are locking down, do you know what they are giving their people? So in the natural, there's so much frustration and hopelessness. I don't blame young people that want to get out. Even old people. Old people are repackaging themselves. What can we do to get out? Like somebody put it on, on social media uh, shortly after the answers. said, 
He said, let the last person to leave Nigeria put up the lights. I'm out. <laughs> he said, please tell the person that we're the last person to leave. You should not forget to put up the light. Because me, I'm already what? Out. So give me any passport, public of Benin. <laughs> just, just get me out of the place. Even when, as terrible as Babagida was, at least he will still pretend like he cared. Some of you are not old enough to know what I'm talking about. Pastor T, you remember now? The whole nation will be boiling, then we'll come out and address the nation, and you will feel, at least, pretend. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I like to pretend like you, you, you care for us. And people will listen to him. That's why they call him Maradona. The old people will be like, and he will talk, my people. At least that suits the soul. This one, nothing, just. How did we end up with this kind of leadership? He promised us change. <laughs> and he did not lie. <laughs> Is it not a change? It's a change. It's a change. A great change. <laughs> a great change. It got so bad that I learned some people who started begging Jonathan, will you come back? <laughs> you know. That's, that's how terrible it is. And I'm saying all this so that you can understand where I'm coming from this morning. I'm not like, you know, you know, detached from what is happening in the nation. In the natural, is that bad. But we need to remember that beyond this space, we have a capacity. Our expression here is not what defines us. Don't limit yourself here. Especially knowing that you are more than here. Lift up your hands and shout, I'm more than here. Come on, scream and say, I am more than here. So I want to help you this morning. Remember you. I remember almost every time, maybe I'm changing from one class to another, or you know, moving from one school to another, finish primary school, secondary school. My parents will sit me down and give you that talk. Some of you are already guessing the talk. Remember the son of whom what you are. You are going to a new environment. Don't lose yourself. Oh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you are not like them. Just because you are in their class, those remember yourself. I will remember. But this morning I've come to tell you, remember the son of whom you are. Even in this mess, there's enough mercy. I came to prophesy this morning. Even in this mess, there's what? Enough mercy. 
In fact, the Bible says when sins abound, grace abounds much more. <laughs> Can I tell you some truth this morning? There is abounding grace for this season. Because there's nothing going on in Nigeria that God is not aware of. God is not surprised. God is not thrown back, you know, flabbergasted, maroon, mesmerized. Say, oh my God, who is this man? God knew what he was going to do. Is it usual? Yes. You know, shortly after I was voted into power, I came into the country and I saw a vision, and in that vision, I saw a cloud of darkness. And the people that were around me, Pastor, do you remember? I told them, I said, this man, oh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know, you, all of you are excited, oh, ah, he did not build the house in Abuja, he's a perfect man, he's not corrupt. I said, me, oh, what I saw is what, a cloud of, I said, this guy has brought demons. Some forces came with him. Some forces of darkness. We declare those forces will be disgraced. What you did not complete in 1984-85, come and finish it now. Some of you, those of you that are holding off 84-85, you remember. What you did not complete, come and do it. Eh? Demonic forces. So God is aware of what is, is running in the nation. God is not thrown aback like, oh my God, oh my God. God is not saying, oh my God. He knows about it. And there's grace for the season. Oh my God. Did you hear me? I said there's, well, there's grace for the season. I came as a prophet of God to announce over you there's grace for you in this season. Yeah. In the midst of this mess, God says, I still got you. And what I want to do very briefly this morning is help you to remember yourself. It is me. It's me. I, I can't think casually. I can't think naturally. I can't see myself just like a natural. It's me. It's me. I love the way, uh, you know, Paul, Paul stood up in Acts chapter 27 in the midst of the chaos after the shipwreck. He said, said the God I serve, the God, the angel of the Lord of whom, of whom I am, who, am, who I serve, spoke to me that there shall be no loss of life. Although, if you people have listened to me, will not have been in this mess. <laughs> If you had been sensitive, you would have avoided it. Because there's some mess we get into ourselves as a result of our insensitivity. We did not listen. We missed out on God's plan, on God's instruction. 
But is it not amazing that even after getting herself into such mess, as a result of her insensitivity, God still says, I've got plans. There shall be no loss of life. I want you to stand up and scream, no loss. No. Come on, scream and shout, no loss. No. Come on, shout it again, say, no loss. No. There shall be no loss. There shall be no loss. There's help for me. Say, and now I heard you to take heart. But there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the sheep. There will be no loss of life. Lift up your two hands and shout, no loss. COVID came and you survived it. (laughs) There shall be no loss. Somebody lift up your two hands and shout, no loss. There is help for you. Sit down. Let me run it. I need to... Don't let me use all my energy for you. I'm still preaching three other places today. So, okay. the first thing I want to talk about is the fact, talking about help for your restart is that there is a word for you. Write it down. There is a word for me. A word for me. A word. There is a word for me. There is a word for me. A word for me. The Bible says in John chapter 1, say in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. You know, there is no beginning that God knows about that does not involve a word. In the beginning, there was word. And God is saying, I want to give you a restart. And for that restart to be experienced, there is a word you must find. Now, your word is not my word. There is a word tailor-made for you now. There is something God is saying to you. If you ask Isaac, Isaac will tell you, when there was famine in the land, I was just going to do what most people were doing. I was going to move out. Genesis 26. But there was a word for me. And what was the word? Isaac, stay in the land. Your prosperity there. Give me Genesis 26. Your prosperity is still here. The plan has not changed. Famine or no famine, I will take care of you. In fact, this famine will be your opportunity to show off my glory. Hmm. That word is for somebody. Genesis 26. Let's start from verse 1, please. Genesis 26 from verse 1. He said there was a famine in the land. Do we have famine in our land? Or you don't know? Wow. Maybe if you are sleeping before, wake up. There was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine. Uh-huh. And this is not the first famine. We have had several famines. He said it was the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Verse 2 says, Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. In the midst of a difficult situation, one of the most important things is your ability to discern the voice of God. There are going to be several recommendations. Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Kutonu, Ghana, Cameroon. 
Egypt, like Libya. You'll be shocked where Nigerians moved to. There was a guy that showed up, I mean, that, that became a frequent flyer of my broadcast. Say, where are you? I said, I'm in Libya. 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 Kilo day. He said, they promised me there's an opportunity in Libya. Dwell in the land which I shall tell you. Now, if the land is, is telling you is a foreign land, dwell there. I have no problem. At least he told me 20 something years ago that he has a plan for me outside this nation. And I moved according to that plan. And I'm fine. But the, my instruction is not your instruction. Hey, I don't know who I'm talking to. Don't allow your cousin's instruction to become your instruction. I sense this in my spirit. There's somebody whose cousin is trying to make an arrangement for right now. And it's like, oh, my cousin said I should come. <laughs> when did your cousin, when did he become your God? Dwell in, we are not natural people. We are supernatural people. God guides us. Are you listening to me? God guides us. Especially if you are interested in the best of God's plan. I mean, there are certain doors that God will open specifically for you. And you will know this is God. Fine, take it. But don't just jump into a ship because it looks good. You know, there have been cases of people that moved out of this country for better opportunities for themselves and their children. And today they regret it. They regret of it. Because the children they thought they were going to give opportunity to, they lost those children. You know, there's a supernatural protection that is made available for you just by being in the will of God. And please, don't allow the, you know, the, the father, oh, I know somebody that traveled, and within three years, he has sent seven cars. Don't allow that to... <laughs> Do you know the other seven problems? That there, apart from, you saw the seven cars, I said, ah, that's what I want. If he tells you about the other seven problems he's dealing with there, you'll be like, ah, no. May the Lord help you where you are. I'm fine where I am. I'm fine here. But if God's plan is for you to be somewhere else, fine. But if God says, I still have a plan for you where you are, stay there. Don't you anyone say, stay there. He said, dwell in this land, in this land, and I will be with you and bless you there. Hey! I'm going to pray for somebody this morning that the blessing that cannot be contained by the famine of the land, such blessing is going to rest upon you going forward. The kind of blessing that your colleagues, your workmates, will look at you and say, there's something you are not telling us. I say, no, it's, it's not, it's just everything is God. It's God. He said, man, Tell us the secret. I declare such blessing. I pray for you from my heart. As you obey God, as you align with God's purpose, the kind of blessing that embarrasses people. The, the kind of blessing that will make you the talk of the town. As you understand, obey, and align with God's will for your life in this season, I declare such blessing is coming upon you all. 
in this land and in this land i will oh my god if god says i will bless you you are covered you know it will give you such a testimony that it will even be difficult to share with some of your friends because you know what you are dealing with say say ah ah you can't tell them everything because it's too much in the name of jesus the god that called me the god that brought you to this commission i declare he will bless you so much in this season that the limitations of your geography will not become your limitation Hey, did you hear me? I said the limitation of your geography will not be your limitation. In the midst of Kosi Kosi, you'll be saying, Okbo, Okbo. I'm serious. Because I see God opening doors for you. I see God leading you to the wells. You know, apart from the fact that Isaac sowed in the land, and in the same year he read up their food, God led him to the wells of his father. I'm not sure what I'm talking about. There were wells. Some of you, you are, there are wells associated with you that you have ignored. But I pray for you in this season. In this season, you will, you will, you will reconnect with those wells. There are wells. There are wells that carry your resources. Isaac was stirred up to move in the direction of that well. Fine, there was resistance. He boy didn't back out. He went for the first well. He was resisted. You know, that's the problem with some of us. Once we see a level of resistance, ah, maybe it's not the will of God. It's very much possible that God will lead you into something and there will be heavy opposition. In fact, most of the time, God's will comes with opposition. He called Paul and he said, you will suffer many things for my sake. That's to tell you strong calling comes with strong opposition. But Isaac knew what was pushing him. With all the resistance, he kept on pushing forward. I pray for somebody that in this season, there will be capacity to forge ahead in the midst of opposition. He said, and Isaac dug again the wells of his, uh, the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines have stopped them up. There are things that have been stopped. And God is saying, they are yours. Go back there. Go back there. He said, after the death of Abraham. He said, and he called them by the names. Oh, my Kasata, va, 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 va. He said, hey, Kriya. He located those wells. He said, these are my wells. They belong to my father. He said, he called them by the way, the names which his father has called them. They are things. That don't look like it, but they are there. And God is going to lead them back to those things. And also, Isaac's servant dug in the valley and found a well of... So they began to dig. In this season, I see God leading you to your wells. And you begin to dig. People say, why are you digging? He said, just wait. I know what I saw. You will dig and dig. He said, and he found a well of running water there. Hmm. But the herdsmen of Gerah quarreled with Isaac herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek, which because they quarreled with him. Some of you, you have met with Essek. But Essek is not indicative 
of being out of the will of God. Ezek is only telling you, don't give up. Don't back out. See after me, say, I don't quit. I don't back out. And I don't give up. It's not in my nature. I know what God told me. God told me to start the business now. God told me to start the company. Those few challenges, oh, it's one of those things. It's just that when people share their testimony, they skip the opposition part. They just go to the sweet part. Ah, the Lord has been good, though. But before the sweet part, there's always the part of Essek. He said, then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. Imagine, second time. I thought affliction will not arise the second time. This one arose. And so he called his name Sitna. And he moved from there. Look at resilience. I know what I had. These wells belong to my father. They are mine. And he moved from there and dug another well. Hey! God told me to tell you. He said, it's the enemy that will lose strength to. I remember I was praying for somebody who, I can't even remember the nature of the sickness. A few days ago, and I lay my hands on and the demon inside of her screamed, No! I'm not going out! You know, like they say, you're Shakara. And he was going, tossing up and down the platform. I'm not going out! I'm not going out! I'm not going out! I'm not going out! I'm not going out. After like one minute, you're scared. You're too high, boy. Shakara, you oh, you daddy, ita, motanye, ita. The same thing that was shouting, I can't even call it, is a thing. The same thing that was shouting, I'm not going, I'm not going. That all day, scream, bam. demonic problem of several years was taken care of just like that. I'm not the one that will back out. The situation will bow. So he moved from there and dug another well. And this time around, they have lost their strengths. So he called his name Rehoboth because he said, for now, somebody shout, now. Let me hear you shout. Say now. now. He said, For now, the law has made room for us. We shall be fruitful. I see you coming into a season of fruitfulness. Yeah. He said, We shall be fruitful in the land. But it started with a word. Somebody shout a word. Yeah. Do you know if Isaac had not listened to God or he had not downloaded that word, he would not even have come close to the fact that there were wells. If he had moved away, not only would have missed the opportunity to sow and reap hundredfold, because beyond the sowing and the hundredfold, there were wells waiting for him in that land. Can you imagine God has wells for you in a geography and you are so quick to move away from that geography? Because of opposition. They fought him severally. The king of the land fought him. In fact, they pushed him to the border of the city. Then the same set of people came back and said, we have realized 
that we cannot fight you. I declare in the midst of opposition, all forms of opposition, the word of the Lord over you in this season will become your manifestation. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Let me teach you a few things and I'll be done. Are you getting something out of this today? So we're not just going to run out of our place. If we are moving, it's because God gave us a word. If there's no word, we are not moving. Are you listening to me? If there's no word, we are not what? We are not moving. It's not every door that is your door. Just because an opportunity showed up does not mean that opportunity is your opportunity. There's a word. We are guided by that, by that word. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. There is a word over us that governs our life. We move by that word. We move by that word. If he has not spoken, we are not moving. It says, your ears shall hear a word in this season. Behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it whenever you turn to the right and or whenever you turn to the left. There is a word that guides your destiny. There is a word that what guides your destiny. Make sure you get that word. Until that word comes to you, no movement. Stay in communion for a specific direction. Your instructions and directions, they come with that word. So there is help for you. But you must realize that there is a word that comes with that help. That's a starting point because in the beginning was what? The word. And the word was with God. So there's a word from God that begins any, any beginning for you. Any great beginning. God began the beginning with a word. With his word. So you need your word to start a beginning. Somebody shout, I have my word. Come on, scream and say, I have my word. Shout it again. Say, I have my word. I pray that your ears are opened to locate his word for you in this season. Somebody shout, I have my word. Secondly, there is a mercy reserved for your season. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, verse 4, it says, For God who is rich in mercy. And we need mercy in this nation. I'm not if you know we need mercy. You need the mercy of God. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Let us come to the throne of grace that we are what? We might obtain mercy. Isn't that interesting? You are coming to the throne of grace, but the first thing you must obtain is mercy. Before you can find grace to help you in times of need. You know, so, so people that don't understand the place of mercy say, Oh, we are under grace. Grace is grace we are running. Ladies and gentlemen, that grace you are talking about does not exist without mercy. Write it down. Grace does not exist without what? Mercy. In fact, that grace is a child of mercy. It was the mercy of God that battered the grace of God. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. It said, For God who is rich in mercy, for with great love, He loves us. With which he loves us. Then he now, in verse 8, he now says, For by grace are you saved. 
But it started with God being rich in mercy. Then, by grace, he saved you. So I said, what's the relationship between mercy and grace? They are so, they, so much interlocked. Because what mercy does is that it comes in to stop the judgment that you deserve. And until the judgment you deserve is stopped, the favor you do not deserve cannot come. You will see all through the, the, the ministry of Jesus, you will see people coming to Jesus and asking for what? Mercy. Have mercy on me. Hey, really, Kuba. Have mercy on me because mercy must step in first of all to stop the judgment. Mercy is actually what opens the door for favor to flow in. The judgment must be stopped before the favor can flood in. Is it not interesting? Titus chapter 3, verse 5 says, Not by the works of not according to the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Ephesians 2 8 says, For by grace are you saved. But here it says, according to his mercy, he saved you. <laughs> so that means, fine, grace is what you saw eventually. But mercy was what started the work. I declare in this season, no matter the amount of mess you are dealing with, the mercy of God will save you. Mercy saves. Mercy, Lord. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I see God have a mercy on you, your family, your children, your businesses. I want you to stand up and stretch forth the works of your, your hands. Stretch forth your hands. I declare the works of your hands will be soaked in mercy in this season. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said the works of your hand will be soaked in mercy in this season. Mercy, Lord. The judgments I deserve stopped. The favor I do not, I mean, the favor I do not deserve flowing. Somebody shout mercy. Come on, scream and say mercy. You may be seated. Just I have two or three things and I'm done. Then the third thing I want to talk about is rest. Write it down, rest. There's so much agitation in the nation and I can understand. But the first thing remains, you cannot be fed until you sit. You cannot be what? Fed. Until you what? Turn to your neighbor and say sit down. Come on, scream and say sit down. Uh, when I'm talking about sit down, it's beyond the physical sitting. You know, you can be sitting here and not be sitting. For example, somebody is sitting this morning and is thinking about the bill he was going to pay tomorrow. That's not the, I mean, that, that person is not sitting. There's a, there, there, there's, there's, there's a sitting internally at rest. I'm at rest. I'm at rest. I'm seated. Because that is your position as a new creation. He said he has made you to sit together with Christ. So if you have been made to sit together with Christ, then 
remain seated in your mind. If your spirit is sitting, your mind must sit. Write it down. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, If then you are seated with Christ, that refers to what? Your spirit. Your spirit is seated with Christ. Is that right? Then let your mind sit. <laughs> let your mind sit. You must sit. I believe Jesus was intentional. In, go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14 verse 19. No, in verse 17, the Bible says, And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. And in verse 18, Jesus said to them, Bring them here to me. And in verse 19, the Bible says, Then he commanded the multitudes to sit. <laughs> sit over what? Five loaves and two fishes. That's how some of you are thinking. Say, ah, Pastor, do you know what is ahead of us? And you are saying, Sit. Jesus insisted that they must sit. And they only have five loaves and two fishes. Can you imagine 5,000 FT men sitting? So he said, why are you sitting? He said, we should sit. Hey! They were not sitting based on the five loaves and two fishes. Because if their minds were on their five loaves and two fishes, they who will sit. In fact, I wish it. For you to sit... Ah, you must not be thinking about five loaves. There's so many people thinking about the five loaves and two fishes. But God says, take your mind off the five loaves and two fishes. Put your mind on the one that instructs you to sit. Five loaves and two fishes. And he said, sit. My children are going to university next year. I don't even know how we pay their tuition. Sit. Because it takes such position for faith and grace to meet. Sit. You want the provision of heaven? Sit. He commanded them to what? Sit. Because until they sit, they could not be fed. And to let you know, this was not just a one-time thing. Go to chapter 15. Matthew 15. Matthew 15, verse 33. Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to feed such a great multitude? I don't know what's wrong with this disciple. He just fed 5,000 people. Now, they even, I mean 5,000 men. They have less crowd there. 4,000 men. And Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. And a few little fish. <laughs> Verse 35. So, he commanded the multitude to sit down. Until you sit, you cannot be fed. The multiplication came as they were sitting. As they, you know, they had to be seated. Now, your spirit man is already seated with Christ. Then make sure your mind sits. You will keep 
him in perfect peace whose mind is stay on thee. Put your mind on God and his word. Rather than putting your mind on, oh, I need this, I need that. Sit. Let him keep you in perfect peace. Then you will see your provision follow. Sit. Somebody shall sit. Two more things, I'm done. The next thing is understand the principle. The principle for your help. There is a principle for your help. And that principle is very, very simple. That principle is a principle of faith. And this is the way it works. You take your eyes away from the sin. And now put your eyes on what? On the unseen. Listen, we're in a sin world. Am I right? Are we in a sin world? But the first thing remains your spirit is located in the unseen. The Bible says, why we look not at what we see. Now, here we see. But the question is, are you disciplined enough to take your eyes off air and beginning to put it on your sin? Because in the unseen, there are more than enough provision. But in the sin, there will be shortage from time to time. Even Jesus, Jesus who came from heaven, had to deal with shortage. I mean, Matthew 14 and Matthew 15 shows it. There was a time, as Jesus as he was, there was not enough loaves to feed the people around him. But did he focus on what is around? Hey. It's like having two accounts, a Zenith account and a GTP account. And maybe, yeah, in this environment, they only take the GTP card. And the GTP card says you have 20,000 error. And you're about to do a transaction that should involve 500,000 error. So you brought out your card and it was declined. But in your G... Can I prophesy right now? When your Zenith account, you have, steps, you have like 25 million naira. Do you panic because of the decline? What do you do? Get the next. What do you do? Transfer. That's it. You transfer. You have another account. Although that account is not seen here. Because, but the money is still there. The mere fact that they are not taking that account here does not mean the account is not valid. So just say, wait for me. And you bring out your phone. Say, don't worry, don't worry. I know you only take GTP card here. But I know I'm not broke. I will not call myself broke just because this card says there's no money here. I have an account somewhere else in the unseen. So say, give me a little time. The same way Daniel told the king. When the king said, I was going to, he said, give me a little time. I can operate from a different realm. But can, can, can I have some time, please? And he went into the other account. And he transferred. He said, oh, I'm back. Let's do the transaction. Get on your feet, everybody. There's a realm of the unseen. Let it be so real to you that when any statement is brought out in this scene, rather than embrace it, just say, ah, uh, wait. Let me check my other account. And the other account says, oh boy, you are so rich. Then what do we do? We transfer. 
you transfer. Now, this is it's so simple. You are here, but really you are there. Now, I mean, I'm in Nigeria, and it's possible that I don't have enough Naira because I don't live here. But does that make me broke? I came from somewhere. You are here. But you are from there. So when air says something that is contrary to what you know you have here, what do you do? You step back there. And from there you transfer here. That was how Jesus operated air. Five loaves, two fishes. There's not enough food. Who told you there's not enough? Tell them to sit down. And he took the five loaves and looked to heaven there. And from there he transferred. And all of a sudden, five loaves and two fishes multiplied. Hey, am I talking to somebody? Oh, there's not enough air. Oh, okay. But that does not mean we don't have enough. We just need to transfer. Every time he met something that was contrary to what he knows he has there. He went back there and from there moved there. He saw the disciples on turbulent water. What did he do? He stepped back into eternity. And in eternity, he knows turbulent water is nothing. And he was walking on turbulent water in time. They said, whoa, he's a ghost. They did not lie. It takes a ghost to walk on water. What if I tell you you are a ghost too? So he said, really ghost? Hey, you're a ghost. Do you have the Holy Ghost? It takes a ghost to host the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost moved in because you are a ghost. You are a ghost hosting the Holy Ghost. He's a ghost. He said, you are right. I'm a ghost. And Peter said, bid me to come. He said, of course. Who told you you can't do it? This realm is not just for me. It's for me and my brethren. And you know, for as long as Peter's focus was on him, he did the same thing Jesus did. If Jesus could multiply five loaves and two fishes, then you can multiply anything now. But there's a principle. You take your eyes away from here and put it there. Because there, there's everything you need. For example, you say, okay, when I say you have to be out of this, some of you are thinking, ah, with, 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 with our property are here. What is property? I was talking to somebody a few days ago. And I love the way he was talking. He said, eh, they said it might be 20 billion. And he said, no problem. When the time is ripe, we will be ready. Eh, that virgin saw on the MB. He said, ah, no, 20 billion. No, no. Your problem is the people you have been rolling with. You need to start rolling with people that such figures will not harass you. All those 10,000 10, friends. Upgrade. Don't you never say upgrade. Talk like we talk there. Upgrade. Take your mind where your spirit is. That's why Colossians 3.2 says, Set your mind on that which is above. Stop reflecting what is there. Go there. I pray for you this morning. I declare from today, I see things rising up in your life. I see you dominating time from eternity. 
You know, he gave you eternal life so that you can rule time. He gave you what? Eternal life. To what? Rule time. I declare from today, you are not subject to time. I have eternal life. Come on, shout, I have eternal life. People are being healed right now. Okay. I'm tempted to pray for the sick, but I don't have enough time. But I will pray for the sick tonight. Tonight at 4 p.m. at Grandion, it's going to be me and Ducey. A note of caution, commonly. I won't say more than that. Although the place can take 2,500, but come, honey. So I will pray for the sick there. I'm really tempted. I'm so tempted. I don't want Yemi to fight me. I'm so tempted. Let me just do more. Okay, there's somebody with a left eye problem. Left eye problem. Let's use it as the case, whatever. Left eye problem. Come. You know, miracles are cheap these days. Very cheap. Once you understand how it rolls there. Okay. Hey, both of you, put your, put your hand on your left eye problem. Oh, you are more than one, two. There are angels. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's it. Those angels are here to operate on those eyes. That's it. And they are operating right now. They, 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 oh my God. It's happening right now. That's it. That's it. Does it? You know, miracles are very cheap because we have ministering spirits who specialize in them. They are happening right now. Does it? Does it? Does it? That? Ooh. Oh my God. Take your hands off it. What was the problem with it? What did you say? You can't? Cartwright. Wow. Do you still feel the pressure now? Not really. Not really. Do you feel it all the time? When was the last time you felt it? Last week. I declare cataract dismissed. What about you? Was somebody slapped you? Wow. And what has been happening since then? Then it has been paining me. Is it still paining you now? Yes, sir. It's gone. It will never come back. What about you? Oh yeah, look, look. What about you? Glaucoma. Glaucoma. In the name ah, the pressure removed. In the name of Jesus. You're healed. What about you? The transplant in the oh, oh, does it? Does it? Does it? Fixed. Fixed. In the name of Jesus. I will have more time to minister to the sick in the evening. It's a joy being with you. We shall see again very soon. God bless you. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.